Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show 2019. Guys, it's August the 28th, 2019. It's the Game by Show podcast. My name's LeGrand Jolly, your host this evening. I'm back from all the trips. Too many trips. He's been tripping. Here we are. It wasn't like the uh, the Dale Jones goes to Japan and parties for a month and a half. It was no? like the grand goes to the convention center and smells sweaty nerds all day. Oh, it sounds <laughs> like maybe you might have had more fun. I don't know. I doubt that. Uh, Jeremy Lamont's here with me. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, folks. Hi, everybody. Uh, Legrand still reeks of nerd. I can smell it from here. Yeah, it's true. The smell is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> and Dale Jones. Oh, yeah, I was I just do. attempting to play Warhammer 40k this afternoon, so I'm not a nerd. You are. <laughs> Speaking of the smell coming inside the house, do you guys want to hear a story? Okay. Uh, all right. All right, so here we go. So here I was sitting here at my computer desk playing a video game today, and my cat, well, first of all, let me start this out by saying I had a a smelly Glade candle. It's right here. Uh, I thought you were going to say, I had a cat, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's called, the flavor is called Peaches and Petals. Right? Oh, okay. okay. It's All a right. nice smelling candle burning in my office, like like you do, just, you know, to keep the smell down from the from the nerdery that happens down Sure, there. there's an odor. And uh, my cat comes and plops her ass right down next to me, and I'm sitting here playing, playing a game, and I'm like, what the hell happened to you? And I'm like, hey, you stink, I'm looking at her, and she's like, meow. Um, and all of a sudden, it started stinking more. And I was like, what the <laughs> What's going on? And she had laid her ass right next to the candle, and her fur was spilling into oh, no. the candle, and she was burning. Wow. Her, she was catching on fire. like, And it was burning, and what I was smelling was burning cat Burning hair. cat, yeah. I've never had a burning animal in my house before. And uh, she had no idea. And I'm like, cat, you're burning! And I picked her up really <laughs> quick, and Threw in sure enough, man, she was on fire down there, and I like had to like put her out. And she had no clue. Like, Put her in the toilet. Dumbest cat ever. There she is. Hey, kitty. And, uh... Wow, yeah, that's... So now she has, like, a, a patchy spot on her bottom left. And, uh... <laughs> that's what happened to me today. It was great. She probably blames you, too. It's your fault. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, there you go. If, if nothing else, you've come up with a new Glade candle scent. <laughs> Dude, burning cat. <laughs> oh, no. It's, like, worse than wet dog. It's, like... <laughs> it, it was, like, a nightmare, man. It, it was, like, the worst. That's happened to me today, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to town. My cat Mathria made some smells, and my kids were like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> made I, some smells. Yeah. What's that code for? <laughs> it's just like, oh, it smells like old lady farts. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought Pretty she was specific. like, "Oh, wow, you're dirty, cat. Like you haven't, you haven't properly bathed, and you haven't <laughs> cleaned yourself with your own tongue. It's, it, I don't know what's going on. You sat in the cat, the cat box for too long." Wow. Anyway, well, I, my cat, like I saved my cat's life and saved. I mean, it's a good thing I didn't like leave that candle just burning in my office and they like left. Because uh, who knows what would happen? That'd be pretty good. That would be like some, uh, I don't know, Burn like house. yeah, like uh, don't like starve. Like somebody runs around. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had it happen in Don't Starve where you catch dude some... that pyro girl is so fun. <laughs> yeah, and like suddenly everything starts running around and setting all your stuff on fire. Yeah, I've that's had like the best. I've had a great awesome run just like <laughs> end because some. Like pigman was caught on fire running through my garden and just like burned my whole house down. I have burned, burned down forests in that game. Burn. My wife thought it was hilarious too. And I'm like, what's so funny about our house almost burning down and our cat almost dying? Like, so how did you put her out? Did you make her stop, drop, and roll, or what? Well, she wasn't exactly like on fire. She was smoldering. She was heating like, up. 
It, it wasn't like it was. A, no, she was. She was burning. Like it was burning fur. It's just. I, I don't think that a, a cat fur is a good fire starter. So, Twisted fire starter. But uh, yeah, she definitely had burnt fur on her body that I knocked off with my hand and stamped out. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, this is the podcast where we talk about the video games we've been playing, fellers. It's the Wednesday show. Today is Wednesday, in fact. And uh, we should do that. Who wants to talk about their stuff first? I can talk about my stuff first. Okay. Go for it. Just because silences make me uncomfortable, so I figured I'd do it. Uh, I decided that I would, uh, actually playing with our producer, Samantha, decided that it was time to play No Man's Sky because it's now in VR. It's now in VR, guys. And um, I don't know if you remember back before No Man's Sky was coming out, I was convinced that it was going to be a PlayStation VR. It was going to launch with VR support. I was convinced it was going to launch in VR. Uh, well, it has finally launched in VR about uh, two years later, and uh, <laughs> two and a half years, two and a half years, something like that, with the, along and with like a big multiplayer thing, right? Yeah. So this is part of the No Man's Sky Beyond update. So this is, I want to say, their second big one because before it was the, um, it was it Atlas or something? They had like an Atlas update, or yeah, that's I think that's right, something yeah, like Atlas. that. And and then uh, and then now Beyond. So they've continued to work on it all this time to make it the game that everybody really had thought that it was going to be before it came out. Um, and I think it's time for everybody to go back and play some No Man's Sky. I, yeah. I think it is time. And I'm going to tell you that VR for me, uh, really makes a big difference. So I basically restarted. In fact, I'm playing on the PlayStation 4 before I'd been playing on PC and had some shenanigans with Jared and, and crew. And, uh, Dale, you actually played. Yeah, we, we had played together a couple yeah. of times. <clears throat> so I decided that since I don't have a VR on my PC that I would, uh, you know, get it on the PlayStation and do the thing. And so I'm starting from scratch again, and I can tell you already that the opening game of No Man's Sky is is pretty, pretty improved. Um, the the menu interface, first of all, in VR is totally different. So now you have it uses move controllers, so it has gestural controls. Uh, you have your right hand gun hand that uses your mining tool and your digger and some of your little like weapony things. Uh, your left hand is sort of your quick menu and your build menu and and those kinds of things. And uh, it, it has the, uh, I, I, what, what is it called when you have an interface that pops up on your hand and there's just a menu there that's kind of, if you move it, the whole menu moves and stuff like that. Uh, it's called a A, a, -yud, a -yud, uh, arm up display. An arms up display. Uh, so it, it has a whole arms up display thing and uh, when you build, you know, everything now, you can point at where you're going to build and it'll just build it just kind of kind of like you'd expect with VR. Uh, generally speaking, they've done a very competent job simply adapting No Man's Sky to those VR controls. Um, it has free movement. So you can do a couple things. You can do teleport mode. You can do free movement and it has a sort of locked rotation. Um, but also when you move, you use your left hand is your navigation controller. So you press the move button in the middle of the controller and you can tilt it kind of almost like a joystick, kind of forward, back to, to walk backwards, left, right. So then you also have your head tilt and then you can also on the right controller um, hit some buttons to kind of uh, jog 30 degrees to either, you know, just kind of snap 30 degrees to, you know, either direction. Um, they, they do uh, all of the... Um, you know, anti-motion sickness user interface stuff. 
Uh, you know, it'll it'll kind of um, zoom in a little black cone as you start moving around to try and oh, prevent good. those sorts of things. Um, but but I, I want to say about that when you're on foot, the scale of things. I mean, that's this has been the thing with VR pretty much from the beginning, right? A, a sort of normal game suddenly becomes like, whoa, holy crap, immersive because you walk up to something and it's human size and you're like, wow, suddenly, you know, walking into a cave in no man's sky, which used to be like, okay, I'm going into a cave is now like, whoa, like it's, it's fun to like come down in here and look at like all the crazy stuff that I'm stepping on. And so are you, are you standing up and moving around when you're doing this? Or are you sitting in your chair? Or what's uh, going I've been, on? I've been seated. Uh, yeah. In fact, I can't think of any reason that you would necessarily need to stand up. There are some games that kind of, I, I think in the early PSVR days, it was a lot of standing, but I think they have since basically moved over to a, you know, sitting as, as possible model. And that doesn't, um, I mean, I'm just, it sounds like an odd question because of course I'm used to, in real life sitting in a chair while I play my first person game and it doesn't do any sort of weird cognitive dissonance or whatever, but yeah, you don't find that in VR either. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, maybe my brain has adapted to it and we're already evolving. Um, but, um, it, it basically works as a seated experience. Um, I'll even, you know, sit with a leg crossed over or whatever. And as long as your camera can see it. So I've got my camera mounted on the top of my TV. So it sort of looks down on me so I can sit really comfortably and do, you know, pretty much, pretty much anything. Do it all think it would be better if you had some sort of like weird omnidirectional treadmill thing that you, as you walked around? Uh, well, here's, here's the thing. Like maybe, but the problem is No Man's Sky on foot travel is really slow. I mean, remember you've got your yeah. on foot travel, you can sprint jet and then packs. you've got your jet pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you'll, you'll jet pack around and, and generally going on foot is not really good for long distances. And do you still have to do the thing where you like melee attack and then jet pack right after it as like a cheat for speed? Uh, I haven't even thought about that. Uh, Do you know about that, that like kind of glitch, I, I, right? I think where it's like you kind of, you kind of like skim across the ground, like just sort of like not, yeah. not so ever it, going up. You just kind of go what forward. What it was, was like the, the melee attack would give you like a half a second boost of speed forward. And if you time the jetpack at the same time you were doing that, it would carry over into the jetpack mode as well. So you would right. go like way farther than you yeah. usually could. Uh, I, I have to admit, like, since I started playing the VR version, I didn't even recollect that there was a melee attack. Um, hmm. So it, uh, may, maybe it, maybe there still is. I'm not sure. Uh, but generally speaking, it's still kind of slow. And, and even the sprinting, you know, is kind of limited at first. They do give you options as you go. Like, I found plants and stuff that'll enhance my jetpack and things like that. So they, you know, they kind of start you out feeling a little bit. So is this a fresh yeah. save that you're playing? Right, you're brand new. Brand oh, new. Okay. I'm playing it on, on a new platform. Um so, so, and there have been some kind of weird technical things. In fact, one of the things people are still saying about the Beyond update is there are kind of some buggy issues. Um, I've recalibrated my my move controllers. Um, it, it wasn't really seeing them very well in the light. Um, and, and there was some weird text stuff. Like sometimes I would load the game and all the text would be just like not quite the right resolution. So I would have to restart the game. And, and there's still, you know, there's still some jank here and there. Um, but so far, like, like just the experience of walking through a grove of trees, like weird alien mangroves or something like that, where it used to be just like, ah, let me just get over that. I'm stuck on some geometry. Ah, I don't like this is like, is like, I'm just like having fun just walking through. And the fact that the entire planet that you, you start on or fly to or whatever, all procedurally generated, it just makes everything to me seem a lot more interesting. Like I want to go down there and check that out. Let me ask you a question about the one one thing that's always been a sort of um, hassle with No Man's Sky is the inventory system. Is that still the same or have they? 
I I think it. the pointing because like I said, everything is arms up. So um, you know your your left hand, if you kind of hold up your wrist and then point at it with your other hand, it gives you a little finger pointer. It you can you can go into your inventory um, across the top. Now you can kind of toggle between your exosuit, like your personal inventory, your ship inventory, and then I think if you have a base, you can have a base inventory, right. and you can just kind of like click through it. I you know, and you're dragging stuff, so you're like you zap a particular item in your inventory and then zap it where you want to go or zap it and then it brings up like the things that you can craft from it mm. um I, I do find a little bit the 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 placeables the portable say like the refinery and things yeah. like that those are a little hard to use because you have to use those with like a pull gesture you go over to them and grab them with your hand and pull um and, and depending on if you're not in the right position maybe it's sometimes a little bit hard to get that and and i still find myself getting a little bit lost in the menus like um you know what's the difference between crafting something versus refining something but you know playing it for several hours you you get over that i mean it's the kind of thing where it might be confusing at first but the more you play it you just like go and do sounds it sounds like it's the menu system is probably not all that different from how it has been then yeah i i think that in vr though being gestural does make some difference i mean if you've okay. got a grid of like you know eight by 12 or something like that instead of like over 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 down 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 i mean even mouse clicking is still kind of you know it's probably, it's probably okay i'm not going to tell you that mouse clicking is like a lot worse than than pointing with your finger but um g generally speaking i have found the interface to be less um you know i don't know less unwieldy i suppose um it could it could be my just personal predilections but uh you know that seems pretty good uh the uh and, and even toggling between your visor mode like they have kind of some cool gestures where you can put put away or take out your gun your mining tool by like putting your hand behind kind of your ear and then pulling the trigger and then suddenly the gun is in your hand so you can put that away and the same thing with the visor you have kind of a you know x-men cyclops you know how he puts his finger up to his little visor thing they oh, kind yeah, of have that shoot. for your for your left hand to like scan things and then you can just like look at them and see them which is which is kind of neat um so they they have i believe kind of revamped some stuff with respect to the interface uh specifically for vr can you put your your finger to your ear like like marcus phoenix yeah and just like load screens yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other thing they've done is the ship now uh, to, to get out of your ship. Like they have a thing where you pull the handle and like, you know, flip the canopy over your head. Oh, cool. Uh, and when you're actually, when you're actually flying the ship, it actually does, they, they decided, and this is kind of an interesting choice. They decided to use like real controls. So your left hand is a, a yoke that you can kind of toggle forward and back kind of a shifter. And that's your throttle. And then your right hand is literally a joystick. So you pull, you squeeze the trigger and hold it and then you can kind of tilt the controller just forward and back and left and right so you actually have with your left hand tilting and forward your throttle and your right hand is your positioning and then you can use a couple of face buttons to, to do your pitch uh kind of left and right uh clockwise and counterclockwise and it's kind of sensitive but it's actually kind of neat and then combined with vr you know if, I, I think i've talked about some racing vr games like drive club vr it's kind of cool to be like flying one direction but then to kind of look out the side of the cockpit and kind of see all right i want to go that way like just the fact that you have you know not only your six degrees of freedom in your ship but then your your head your face look you know it, it kind of makes it like you can just it's just cool like you can kind of see a whole bunch of stuff really complicated but it's not that complicated because you're just moving. You know what I mean? Um, what, do you mean? what do you mean by see stuff? 
You just like look out the side of your cockpit while you're flying the other direction. Like it used to be you'd be like looking in your ship and you're locked forward. But now just like in a racing game, I mean, I can be like pulling, pulling around, but I'm also kind of looking at where I want to land or I can see like, oh, what's going on down there? I'm going to shoot that thing uh, and then and then bring the ship around to match what I'm looking at. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can't you just can't do that with face buttons or a keyboard or whatever. I mean, it's the fact that your actual face is is tilted and looking over the edge of the thing. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? That's I mean, what I always got... said about VR. Like when I played through uh, like Resident Evil Seven, like you walk into a room and you just look and like, around and see yeah, what's going or, or, or like you know? peek a little bit around something, and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go in there. Yeah, uh, you like uh, it's it's kind of a totally different feeling than using like an analog stick or even a mouse to kind of. And that's the thing. So I I believe that the No Man's Sky experience in VR, if you're the kind of person who would do VR, the experience is different enough just experientially. I mean, No Man's Sky still is what it is. Um, but the tutorials, I think, have been kind of improved. You know, the, the 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 waypoint system, the NPCs now are different. I was kind of looking at a change log of this, and I haven't had a chance to experience it all yet for myself. Um, but um, there are, you know, new alien races, um, you can sit in chairs, you know, Jared, Jared Red I Dunn uh, noted in the uh, change log that chairs can now be set in NPCs walk around. Uh, you, there are animals that you can ride. Um, you can farm them. You can like milk them or, you know, I don't know. Um, so, so they've, they've just kind of been hammering away at it. And aside from bug fixes, aside from making the experience a little bit better and a little bit more mindful and, and gamey and, and fun and, pro, you know, give, giving you some progression to make, um, the, the, the VR side of it, I really think the game should be played this way. They do now have a, and I don't know if this is in this update or in the last one, but they do now have a non first person view. So you can actually do a third person view as well. And to some people that makes a gigantic difference. Um, to me you do that in vr as well uh no no so if you're doing vr i mean not as far as i know actually that's a good question maybe you can uh but i I don't know why you would i mean the thing is that all the you know the hands and stuff are all like your hands so i don't really see you doing that in in third person well sometimes in but um, maybe with like a controller sometimes in third person like the vr motion sickness is an effect yeah yeah, it, it kind of depends. Uh, one thing I have not yet had a chance to do is to do any of the new. So they've actually done uh, kind of a little bit more like Destiny. Like it's not really going to be an MMO, but they now let you do 32 players in one session. And they have kind of like Destiny where you have the tower. They now have a multiplayer hub that you can launch missions from. And I have not yet done any of the missions or any of the multiplayer. So I would like to spend more time with it and maybe come back to the show and talk about some of that stuff. Um, but I think the VR edition and, and again, just some of the quality of life stuff, uh, really, it, it, it is worth maybe coming back to and trying out. I mean, it, it's still the game that it is. But, but I mean, for example, let me just give you one more specific example. So I talked about going into caves. Using the, the terrain deformer tool to like dig into stuff right. is way cooler when you are like right there and like walking into this cavern that you're creating as you do it and then just like looking at the stuff that you're digging through and kind of, and then using your scanner visor to find out, okay, that's the underground uh, lost technology that I'm going for. So I'm going to go this way. It, it it just it just makes it kind of different, and I really feel like this is the way the game should be played. So I know that there are other sort of big boy full games in in VR. I mean, you've got your Elder Scrolls, you've got um, I don't know, I you know, Legrand, you liked Arizona Sunshine, but I mean, that's even kind of a limited. People like that Tetris. Tetris Tetris VR is awesome. Tetris VR is awesome, but but this is is like the full like you know, a, a real open experience type thing. And, uh, and I think it really, I, I mean, I've already kind of enjoyed it more. In, have you played Skyrim in VR yet? I have not. And I'd really like to, but I bet it's something like this. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing is I, 
that's one that I want to see in VR. I don't know if it's necessarily something I want to play in VR, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In this case, like the mining and the, you know, the harvesting and all the stuff that you do. I mean, it's like kind of like playing Minecraft in VR. It just seems like, you know, being there and doing all of the stuff yourself and climbing in your ship and, and building your little refineries and technology consoles and those kinds of things, uh, flying up into outer space. I mean, it just it just makes the scale of it seem all the bigger, right? I mean, No Man's Sky was right. already go to any planet. It's all different. Um, you know, Jurassic Park dinosaurs Is everywhere. Is this a free update? It is all free. Yeah. It's all free. Yep. And huh. they've just made so it. Do you have part to have the, the move controllers or can you use regular controllers? Uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, it seems to me that the interface is so, you know, like arms up type stuff like we were talking about. I, I think you probably would want to do it with a gesture. I don't have control. move controllers. Uh, you could, well, if you have this on PC, you can, I believe it also does have Vive con- compatibility. So VR is not only for PlayStation. I don't have it on PC. Uh, oh, well, then get some move controllers. Do it right. Do it right. Don't do, it don't, right. don't do VR like an animal, Grant. Do it the right way. And that's what I've been playing this week is No Man's Sky VR Beyond. Cool. VR Beyond. VR Beyond. Uh, what about you, Dale, man? Oh, nothing more. Ex- nothing except more elite dangerous, really. In um, VR? No, no VR. Uh, you know, what's funny, though, is that uh, Elite's, I guess, first major DLC update was also called Beyond. So What? This so is a like scandal. To infinity and beyond, I guess. And there was a Star Trek movie beyond also, wasn't there? Oh yeah. That's true. I guess people a lot of people like to go beyond. Beyond. Like bed, bath, and beyond. beyond. Yeah. Um beyond. I don't know. Uh Jeremy, I think you you asked uh, uh in our chat outside the podcast on the on the Discord, the Game Bites Discord, everybody, go ahead go and visit that. You asked if uh if I'd seen the um No Man's Skies update and if I might consider Going back and, and playing more of that, yeah. Um, right. I had actually heard about the update. Actually, I was I was talking with uh, with my friend Esteban the other day, and um, basically what I told him was, I've played enough No Man's Sky to know that it's boring, <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. that he should play Elite instead. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I find I've, that really ironic because Elite. I got to say, Dale, I've been giving you a lot of latitude, but Elite to me is like one of the most boring games I've ever. Oh played. no, it totally is. No, they're both very boring games. To be fair, uh, I just I, I really prefer what Elite has to offer. Um, but you know, it's not to say one is actually right, right, any right. better. I'm anything. just giving you a hard time. Um, I, I I still need to check out some of the other space moving games like um what's that rebel galaxy galaxy or yeah rather rebel galaxy there's another one that came what is it outer worlds or something no that's oh yeah well there's actually so there's the one that i had played called outer wilds outer wilds is is what i'm thinking which which actually it's funny because as i was playing no man's sky i was thinking about how i talked about outer wilds uh, two or three weeks ago yeah because it's the same kind of thing like look up at that planet up there and go to it See that planet you can go there (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And the difference and the difference is in No Man's Sky you go there to like shoot bugs and stuff yeah. and and like harvest Elite, minerals you go there and to build like things. scan stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then in Outer Wilds you go there to do like a puzzle or something. So Okay. So I mean, these are all boring games. Uh, <laughs> outer space is boring. I wouldn't recommend the... anybody play any of these games. Yeah, but, no uh, more outer space. There you have it. So there I I go. was I was interested in your um your experience though with because uh, mainly so I, I did go back and play No Man's Sky when was it last year when they first did the like yeah uh, like when we the big we update played. and um like I said I've played enough of that game and it's I think it's like sixty five hours or something I've played No Man's Sky which is plenty right oh yeah um, and uh, but yeah at the end of that I was kind of like yeah I don't think this is the one for me I think the other one is the one for me 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough. You know, I, I have uh, Elite and I've installed it several times and uninstalled it a few times, but I've never actually fired <laughs> it up. <laughs> that, that's weird. Yeah. I, I do so that I, with a I lot don't... of games too, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. I guess well, I'll tell you, my idea of, of a good time in Elite is like throwing on an audiobook or a podcast and then just like jumping from system to system and like popping open the map for a couple of seconds. And if there's anything that looks interesting, I, I go and check it out. If not, I just go on to the next system and I very, very, very slowly go across the galaxy to, uh, you know, the end or, or just somewhere else. That's fair. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say what the, the most fun right. is? Uh, or the most unfun, who's to say? <laughs> Tell you what, I, I have a lot of things that I've played. In fact, there's several games that I wanted to actually talk about today, and I'm going to do so. Oh, okay. All right. Just kidding. First, I want to mention Valkyria Chronicles, because I know this is a game that you really liked, right, Jeremy? It's a good game. I've played a bit yeah, of that, too. I, it's good. Yeah, you know, man, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's okay. I think it's an interesting concept, but ultimately, uh, the first time I lost a character, which was on an early mission, I'm like, no. Nope not doing this permadeath business and i gave up yeah i might go back later but i i really can't deal with that stress man it's like way too much i mean when an anime character dies it really means oh, something yeah. <laughs> it wasn't know? the I mean, cute girl get... with the, the handkerchief in her hair was it no it was the how was the main girl the main girl you find at the very beginning oh my god well oh, can yeah. she die i she can once you get to the point where it opens she's no the longer story opens up a little bit Huh. Uh, I really like the presentation of the game. I didn't want to talk about that game, though. There's another game I played that I'm going to hold off, but All right. uh, what really is getting everyone's um, gander going is the uh, old WoW classic that I... Oh, oh right. dude, you did not somehow, play WoW. Oh, somehow, my friends, I've fallen into this oh, game. Okay, so what, what class are you playing? Uh, I am playing a Dwarf Rogue. Okay. <laughs> dwarf Rogue. We're playing on a PvP server. Um, now, let, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you a little something about WoW. Let me paint a picture about Warcraft in general first. All right. And then we'll talk about WoW and how this kind of fits into it. Y'all y'all played Warcraft 1. Y'all uh, played Warcraft 2. I, I played sure. Warcraft 2 and 3 and, and a bunch of WoW too. Yeah. And 3. And, yep. I don't know if you and, know, Legram, uh, but this is an old game. <laughs> it is an old game. That's why it's classic, right? So I, I remember playing Warcraft 3 a lot and getting way into like the story of Warcraft 3. And you're playing the characters and you're playing like the... I mean, you're playing like the night elves, and you have like the def the ancient defenders that are defending everything. And right. And I remember when I booted up WoW for the first time, and I had kind of sworn off MMOs after Final Fantasy XI uh, because because it was too uh, good. It felt like a waste of time, it was, <laughs> which it was. It was which awesome. all MMOs are, quite honestly, they're all just a big waste of time. Video games, right? Yeah. For sure. uh, but I fired up fired up World of Warcraft in the original version, and this is in 2004. So now we're like what 15 years ago. Yep. And uh, it was just something pretty magical that every that world that was Warcraft was now realized in full 3D and I was running around in it and being a hero. Um, and there was something about it that was just really, really cool. And over the years, they've continued to add things. And we've kind of talked about this where they've added a lot of quality of life things. They made it so flight paths did this. They made it so you could queue for dungeons here. Or they made it so that and, and then and then they did it and then they made it so that you now there was mounts and then flying mounts and then suddenly you had to get cold air flying and now you know nobody's flying anywhere and then they added garrisons and it just started to get uh a little chaotic and a little overwhelming to a degree um when, when you, if you go into a major city and this is the, this is the same of any long-standing mmo so if you go into like a major city in final fantasy 14 like it's it's just chaotic like 
they have a whole bunch of people running around. They got all their fa- their fancy, you know, gear on. They they're got not all running. Their, they're jumping everywhere. It's jump, jump. They're jump, jumping jump, everywhere. Jump. They got all their like pets flying around. They're they're on their mounts. It's all shiny. There's like fireworks blowing off and sparkles everywhere. And the same exists in WoW. The same exists in Guild Wars. The same exists in every MMO that's been around for a while. Because, well, quite honestly, they had to continue to add stuff to these games to keep things interesting. Um, in and in in that in that same vein, they also streamline so much that the WoW uh they actually the nerds call it WoW retail. The WoW retail nerds uh, just have things so easy that they can just um you know the, the game is very very streamlined and simple to follow. So, so WoW any, retail is the modern evolved version. Yeah, that, that, that's what that's what everyone calls. They have it WoW retail <laughs> and, WoW, and classic. WoW classic, which I found I which I found really hilarious actually. That is good. Um. So I'm like, okay, and I'm like, and you guys know my my feelings on WoW, and you know my feelings on WoW Classic, and I had this exact same thought, like, well, why the hell do we want to go back to Classic when they fixed so many things, and they made so many things better? Uh, Why would we want to go back to Classic WoW without all that stuff added? Because we're stupid. And the game came out, and I had a few friends playing, and I'm like, you know, why not? I'll pay $15, and I immediately unsubscribed, by the way. I paid my $15 to sub. By the way, you can play this game even if you don't own WoW. Because WoW has like a starter edition. So if you just have a subscription active in WoW, or regardless of whatever version you have, you can play WoW Classic. So it doesn't require the latest expansion, which I don't even have. Um, and so I'm like, why not? I'll pay 15 bucks. I paid $15. I immediately canceled my subscription so it wouldn't renew in, in 30 days and I wouldn't get trapped into that. And I installed it. It's four gigs. <laughs> I think the current iteration of WoW well, is probably 60 or 70. Only four gigs point. is like... It's only four gigs, which is the size of five DVDs, which is what the game came on when it first came out. Yep. Um, and uh, booted it up, fired up a character, and dropped into the world. And immediately, uh, the first thing I noticed is that um, everything was much simpler. It was... I mean that there's a lot of people running around and we're all just kind of questing around, but there was no, there was no, um, like it, everyone always talks about world of Warcraft as being, um, the end game is when the game really starts. Like everyone powers through to the end game. Once they hit the max level, then right. they can start raiding and getting progression and, and, you know, gaining reputation, do whatever the hell you do at the end of world of Warcraft, PVP, like all that stuff. Right. Uh, the first time I played WoW, it took me eight or nine months to probably get to the max level, it, or or even more than that. And even then, I never like progressed to where I was had actually completed all of the content, even though I played it all the time when I was in college and you had the time to play it, right? And uh, but I I remember that that game in the original was not about leveling to the end to experience the end game content. It was about experiencing the world. The world was as much a character of WoW. Um, and again, this brings me back to my first point where seeing, you know, Azeroth in its 3D glory for the first time after, you know, playing Warcraft 1, Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3, its expansion, etc., was something that was so cool to us just explore the world. And for some reason, despite having ran around, too. exactly, and despite having ran around through Lachmodon and, you know, Ironforge area many times before, something felt a little bit different. It was all kind of slower paced. I felt like I wanted to go and explore and discover again um, Azeroth, as it was. And uh, for that reason, um, and, and as I kind of c- continued playing, I, you know, picking up quests, 
um, fighting for mobs like you do, like like the reports have been. There's lots of players playing, and everyone's low level. On um, the highest level character on our server is only thirty, like in their thirties. They're not even to level sixty yet. Um, so it's very very slow going, like the original WoW was. When it's all boiled back down to this basic default state of log in and play World of Warcraft. It's very, very different and feels really cool. Running into Iron Forge for the first time again felt like impactful, like it, like it was at the beginning. Do you can you now go to like Thoughtbot Classic or like Wowhead Classic? Or, or I think Wowhead like has a classic. Like if they all have like their own like different, yeah, they have like their different subdomains. So classic.wowhead.com is I think what it is. And they, yeah, so I, I'm exists. wondering if they're having to reconstruct all of that sort of like wiki style information that they used to have that has since been, you know, obsoleted and updated with all the, as WoW has grown and changed. I wonder if they're, if they have all that old data that they can just break out again, or if they have to go and like, I don't know. That's a good question. Rediscover the classic. I I haven't had problems finding things that I need to find because in this game, there's no quest helper. Quest helper was added, I believe in cataclysm. Yeah. uh, Where it was just kind of built into the game. You had to like install mods. There were mods that were built to help you find things. The curse launcher, which, didn't yeah, that, isn't that what became Discord or Twitch or something like at one point? Yeah, the curse client, that Twitchbot curse. Twitchbot right? curse. Okay, yeah. Which is owned by Amazon. Right. It's all very oh. strange. Um. So anyway, so I'm currently a level twelve rogue dwarf running around trying to find quests, grinding on mobs, waiting for drops, and it all feels pretty good. It all feels like great again for some reason and and i think the the reason is like the, the reason is is because there is nobody else there's nobody there's no race to the end game the economy is being 100 percent reset so everything's back to its base level gold is scarce like i have 20 silver you know on me and nobody has gold nothing sells in the auction house because nobody has money yet you know what i, I like, bet this uh, game is gonna stay that way also for a really long time because what it takes to uh, expand an economy like that is a huge long time player base and it's just not going to happen again the same way exactly uh it, it, yeah this it's, time, it's really weird next week it'll be like a tenth of the player base right um which it just it makes this experiment just such a weird and funny and unique thing it's it is kind of cool that you're checking it out actually yeah it's uh it's i don't know like i had no desire to play it and i had no desire to play battle for azeroth um, and I still have no desire to play Battle for Azeroth, but I'm going to keep kind of poking around with this. I don't know how far I'm going to get. I don't know Legrand. if I'll even last a month. Legrand, you want to play Bofa? Uh, then that's the thing is I, I'm I'm playing it and I'm like, you know, why don't I, I've done all this before. Why don't I just go play Final Fantasy 14? I need to play that game and experience that game. I've done wow. I've I've done this, but for some reason, there's yeah. something about the simplicity and the design of World of Warcraft that is heads this at this version is you know miles ahead of any other MMO even to date they like, are it's just, there's planning something about it. to expand on it though right they're gonna do they're gonna wait like the curve you know the year and a half and then do burning crusade I don't right? they, then, they haven't announced anything with expansions yet what they I think they're waiting to see if it's gonna make you know financial sense to continue working on it I can't imagine um, it <laughs> they, they have they have announced that they are going to be basically releasing so they're on patch 1.2 so that's the version that was released I believe UBRS is in the game when the game first launched UBRS uh, Upper Blackrock Spire was not a dungeon you could run right um, and so they're going to be releasing content Molten Core is not even out yet um, 
And uh, what's the boss there? Like Nefer- Nefertati or something? What was it called? <laughs> Molten Court? Ragnaros. Rag- no, uh, maybe it's Upper Black Rock Spire. What's the. Uh, I can't remember. The dragon thing or whatever it was. Yeah, the dragon kin or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, so they're going to be following kind of a patch schedule, releasing Molten Core, Nefaria, Blackwing Lair, um, eventually getting to Encourage, the Gates of Encourage. So they're doing that whole war effort, like that whole thing they're doing. Oh, the attunement um, for AQ forty or whatever. Right? Yeah, and you got to get attuned to go to uh, Upper Black Rock Spire. You got to get the keys from Lower Black Rock Spire, oh, and then you got to <laughs> go to UBRS and get attuned so you can even go Nefarion. to Nefarion. Isn't it Nefarion? Like he was the boss of uh, Blackwing Lair. Okay, all right. So, uh, so here's my question: Is now the time for somebody who's never played World of Warcraft to get into it? Yes, yes. Um, Do it. <laughs> I don't know. Why not? <laughs> Wait, when else will there be a time like this? I I think it's a it's a time to WoW is one of the greatest games ever made. I I, I believe, um, and I think that this version of the game is, um feels amazing like it, it still it should feels, not exist it, it it does not feel like it like it, it feels like it should be bad it feels like it should be not a game that anyone should play um by 2019 standards it feels like why and 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 i don't feel like that i'm playing it just for nostalgia's sake at this point i feel like i'm actually enjoying my time in there hanging out with my friends rediscovering things uh, saying, hey, let's go over here and see what's over here, rather than, oh, I can't, I don't need to go over there. I don't have a quest to go over there. You know, it's like you got to read quest text and de- decipher where you need to actually go in this game now. And so there's a lot of exploration. You know, it's it's just, uh, like this you said, it shouldn't be, exist. It might but it be does the exist, first game. And it's just a weird thing. This might be the first game that is designed explicitly for people like 35 and older. Yeah. And that's, that's the weird thing. And so there's all this talk about the server queues, right? Um, so our server has like no queues during the day and it's like a really high population server, but all of a sudden, as soon as like five o'clock hits on the East coast, like bam, like fake queues, this queues, we're talking like hour long queues to get in, um, to play, which is really weird. Hmm. And so like people have like these elaborate setups where they'll like set up baby monitors, like, you know, so they can monitor their queue status from their phone, wherever they're at in their house. And then when it pops, they can come down and log in. Uh, so there's like a lot of, it's like a really weird, really weird phenomenon. Like this whole wow. Classic thing is just very, very strange. The whole thing is uh, very there's a lot strange. of people playing it. So who knows how long it'll last. Who knows that knows how long I'll last with it. Uh, but for the time being, I'm having a, a pretty damn good time just fooling around, even though I'm only level 12. Like, it's just, I don't know, feels cool again. I think WoW it's Classic awesome. is just very creative marketing for WoW in general, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's got to be what it is. But here's the thing, though, is is it's not getting me to want to play But the you're new still game. subscribing. That's all that matters. It's wanting, it's wanting me to play the old game. It's wanting me to play this game. But yeah, I'm sure I'm subscribing, but I'm not invested. Whatever new expansion they come out after Battle for Azeroth, like I'm, I'm not on board with that. I don't, I don't care. But for some reason, I, I'm playing this, and maybe that's all they need. That's all. Yeah. They need. Yep. Better than nothing. Well, the whole yep. thing repulses me, but so be, it. so be it. <laughs> as it should. Jeremy, you yeah. need to do this. Like, what better sign is there that you should go and play WoW that they have? Than the fact that they brought it back it from the dead, just for me. Yep. Just for me. It's $15, and you can just play it for a month, and you'll be fine. Mm. Well, we'll see. 
Speaking of repulsion and bringing things back just for you, uh, folks, stay tuned for our next episode of the Game Bite Show podcast. We're done talking to you about the games that we've been playing, but uh, we'll be back in just a couple of days to talk to you about the news and the new releases and all kinds of special things, topics of discussion and so on. If you've got any comments about any of the things that we played today, if you think that VR can revitalize a game, if you think that re-releasing a game from 15 years ago can revitalize that game, uh, let us know all about it. You can find us on social media at Game Bite Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. Find our fourth man, Jared Red Eye Dunn at R-E-D underscore I. Find his work over at twitch.tv slash show where we've been playing for the month of August. Oldies, uh, lots of other oldies that we've uh, that have touched us in our lives uh, that we wanted to go back and to share with you. Uh, things like Myth, things like The Bard's Tale, um, all, all sorts of good stuff. So uh, go check us out at youtube.com slash gamebyteshow. Uh, Dale mentioned a little bit earlier, we've got a Discord server. Find the link to that over at gamebyteshow.com along with the archives of all of our old episodes. Lots of good content back there. And uh, certainly there's some revitalizing to do as well. Go uh, listen to the Game Bite Show remastered version from uh, 2017. It's a good one. Uh, definitely advise you to do that. Uh, but folks, that will do it for this episode of the Game Bite Show podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next show, but until then, this is it, and we will see you next time. See ya. Be seeing you. Be seeing you.